Hello and welcome to Franchise Me. I'm Ryan. And I'm Andrew. And this is the show where two friends go on a journey to find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week we will talk about a film or films in a series, breaking them down and seeing if they are truly worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish different series, we will compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is truly the best. This week we reunite the crew as we discuss Fast and Furious, you know, uh, the fourth one. <laughs> Andrew, here we are again, another here week, we another weekend, another week of Fast and Furious movies. Yes. How are we doing? I'm doing all right. You know, I, I think we need to really establish this Fast and Furious. It's not the first one. No. This is, <laughs> this is the fourth one. You know, because uh, maybe if you're listening, you thought, oh, didn't they do this one already? <laughs> no, no. All we did was drop the thes. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if that caused any confusion I remember when this movie came out, but I don't really remember much about it. I yeah. wonder if that was kind of confusing for people. Like, yeah, they, like you had to think maybe somebody was out there that went, "Didn't they do Fast and Furious?" Like, I, I, I'm always wondering why, what the decision was to just drop the thes completely and then just claim this was the fourth movie. Like, they didn't even put like four in the movie. There's yep. nowhere that indicates it's the fourth movie so i thought that was very weird that they don't uh, they don't do that with the title it's just it's yeah. weird it's These... very weird to me especially when they start kind of playing with the titles later you know fast five fate of the furious <laughs> for eight i mean it's like you know why not do something with this but i get it it's whatever these titles are very strange but i'm i'm here for them the crew's back together crew's back together. everybody's back yeah. but most importantly oh, you know yes. what's back together ladies and gentlemen coronas, coronas are back. back and to celebrate we got some coronas in hand <laughs> Mm. Uh, Coronas are back. Label out. As Dom says in the first movie, you can have any brew you want as long as it's a Corona. Yes. (laughs) So I guess we can just jump into it. Uh, This movie was released in America on April 3rd, 2009. Mm. Once again, directed by Justin Lin and written by Chris Morgan. Yes. We have a cast here starring Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto, Paul Walker as Brian O'Connor, Michelle Rodriguez as Letty Ortiz, Jordana Brewster as Mia Toretto, John Ortiz as Arturo Braga slash... Uh, Raymond Campos, Gal Gadot as Giselle Yashar, Laz Alonzo as Phoenix Calderon, Sung Kong as Han Lu, Shea Wiggum as Michael Stasiak, and featuring Tego Calderon and Don Omar as Leo and Santos. Uh, you heard that correctly. Gal Gadot. <laughs> yeah. Before, uh, pre-Wonder Woman fame. Yeah, absolutely. And first movie. Yeah, that's the only little piece of casting news I have for this movie. This is Gal Gadot's first ever movie. Yeah. She previously was Miss Israel. I was think also in the Israeli army. Very interesting to see. Very interesting. Uh, obviously, we had no idea at the time in 2009 where her career would end up <laughs> yes. going. And she kind of becomes maybe too big for this franchise. Yeah, and we'll talk about that in 6. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that in 6. When we get to Fast and Furious 6, I think uh, there's maybe another offer on the table <laughs> that was a little more lucrative. And yeah. she was like, ah, you know, just uh, take me out of this. Yeah. So yeah, basically we are seeing a returning crew. We're seeing the people from the mm-hmm. first movie back. Mm-hmm. We're also seeing some other characters like Han pop up. And we're seeing new characters like Santos and Leo. So great. Uh, <laughs> so great. In very minor roles yeah. that play little parts throughout the rest of the movie. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Andrew, what did you think of this cast? <sighs> this cast was, look, I was really, really happy to see everyone back. To have Dom back. To have Brian back. To have somewhat Letty back, uh, which we'll talk about. To have somewhat Letty back. To have Mia back. To have them all back was really nice to see. And I was like, yes, like we're finally like starting to move towards 
<laughs> what what I love about this franchise, you know, to these crazy escapades. And it was really, really nice seeing them on screen together again. I really enjoyed that. As far as like additions to the cast, I mean, I, I kind of just said it, but uh, Leo and Santos. <laughs> These guys need their own movie. They, I'm just going to say it. They have very limited screen time in very this movie. Very limited screen time, but I will tell you right now, at the very beginning of the movie, when he's driving the car and the other, and they're just arguing in the car, and he's like, <laughs> he's like what are you doing? What's going on? I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm like, I want this movie. I want a Leo and Santos movie. That's what yeah. I want. And you're already doing Hobbs and Shaw. Fast and Furious presents Leo and Santos. <laughs> just get it out there. Get it to the world. I'm going to double check this. One of them's a rapper. One of them's a rapper. At least, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so I'm gonna look. Great. Th- I'm gonna double check this. At least one of them, Tego Calderon and Don Omar. I apologize if I'm messing those names up. As Leo and Santos, they are actually Puerto Rican uh, singers and right. hip hop artists. Uh, they do have a song that features during the dinner scene. Yes. What's interesting about it is that again, I feel like every week we're mentioning this. The Fast and Furious has this connection to like the hip hop scene and to rap. There's always a rapper in each of these movies. <laughs> we have Ja Rule in the first one. Yes. We got Ludacris in the second one. We got Bow Wow in the third one. And now we got uh, Tego Cotaron and Don Omar in the, thir- in the fourth one. It's fantastic. So. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. I like that it's a running theme. It, it just it works. It's really, really great. The, those two are fantastic. As far as the rest of the cast goes, though, Gal Gadot. It's a little small role. It's a small role. It's definitely something I didn't expect to see her doing. Like, she's definitely there for kind of... Looks? Does yeah. that make sense? It's, for like a, looks? It's, a, it's for sex appeal. It's for sex appeal, I think. And, you know, the whole thing with her... I'll talk about it a little bit more when it gets, like, to the Dom thing. Like, her and Dom... Like, it just felt really, like, weird watching it. But Gal Gadot, in the small role she's in, is very good. And obviously we see that role grow with the next two movies yeah. more, which is great. But she's she's good in the small role she has. The bad guy, what's his name? John Ortiz? John Ortiz as, as Ortoro Braga. John Ortiz as Arturo Braga. Braga was great. Yeah. I liked this villain a lot. So, I thought he was fantastic. I was a little torn on him because they do they do try to do the whole switcheroo. Like mm-hmm. he says his name is Roman Campos. He says his name is Roman Campos, and he's he's interacting with this crew and with Dom and with mm-hmm. Brian as this you know supposed to be this assistant to Braga. Sure. And they try to keep the identity of who Braga is. From the second he kind of he comes on screen, it's pretty obvious <laughs> that he is Braga. Yeah. You know it's, it's very clear that it is Braga. I was um, starting to wonder, I was like, we're like 35, 40 minutes in this movie. We haven't seen the villain yet. And this guy still is saying he's not. I'm like, he, he's gotta be. Like <laughs> yeah, there's no way that they're be. gonna go that long and just not have the villain there. Yes. You know, they do they do try to do this little switcheroo this twist that yeah. you know he is somebody else and spoiler alert he is the bad guy yeah spoiler he's the villain um and that, that didn't exactly work for me but him as a villain itself he was pretty good i, yeah. I liked him he was pretty good yeah he does his job he's he gets more like mustache twirling kind of as like the movie goes <laughs> yeah yeah and he kind of plays himself very cool and calm and then they have the whole scene in the end where they're they're driving in the cars through Mexico and he's kind of there and he's kind of just antagonizing Brian for yes. the entire car yes. ride. It's so ridiculous. Um, um, you know, he's good. He, he's good. He's a good. He's a good. Villains are very not complicated, but you know, we look at these. You know, we're now in the fourth movie. We kind of look at the villains from the previous movies, right? There really, I guess, in the first one, really is no villain, mm-hmm. right? I guess Dom, in a way, is the villain of the first movie, right? right. Right. Uh, or he's supposed to be like 
an antagonist, or I guess the FBI in general is the antagonist of the first movie. The second movie, we go way over the top. We got this guy who essentially, I mean, if you really think about it, the plot for two and four, the bad guy's plot, it's the same thing. They're doing the exact same thing. Yes. (laughs) Um, But he's way more over the top. He's way more supervillain level. And then we have the third one where we just have this guy, you know, this like high school kid or fresh out of high school kid who just has these ties to the the Yakuza. Yeah, to the Yakuza. And and finds himself way over his head and the pressure of the world put on him. Yes. So he kind of, you know, takes it out on the people around him. So compared to those, I would say he fits right in. He's probably the best. So far. He's not used that much, but he's he's probably the best. Yeah, I agree. Also, our boy, Sung Kong. <laughs> Popping back up as uh, Han in a again very small role. He's really only in the first like ten minutes of the film. Yeah. But you know, as always, I wanted more Han. You know, the movie <laughs> the I, I the movie ends and I go. I thought Sung Kong was in this more. If, I thought we were getting more Han. We didn't, but that's okay. That's okay. If there's a major problem with this movie is that we needed more of him. Right, we needed more of him. Uh, but I understand that. And again, uh, I watched this movie and then I listened to the commentary and Justin Lin really. The commentary really helped improve this movie for me, and we'll get on that a little bit more on that mm-hmm. a little bit later. But Justin Lin like talked about like how why he wanted to include Han in there, yeah. and they had already like they obviously the end of Tokyo Drift establishes that Dom has this relationship with Han, mm-hmm. and he even admits like I know this kind of messes up the timeline a little bit or makes this essentially a prequel to three because yeah. Han is alive, right? But he wanted to kind of include the other three movies into this and right. he didn't want anything to feel left out so the inclusion of Han kind of helps build up to that he kind of talked a lot and, and or through his words he kind of showed a lot of respect to the franchise as a whole right. and these other previous movies which is funny because sometimes these people come in I mean we kind of you know the big thing is you kind of talk about Star Wars and yeah. like it kind of felt like in the last three movies J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson and then J.J. Abrams again are kind of like I'm going to do this. Well, now I'm going to do this. Well, now I'm going to go back and do this. Like oh, yeah. that's they're kind of like, well, I didn't like what he's doing, so I'm just going to change that, or I don't Absolutely. like what he's doing, I'm going to change that, and that's a whole other beast. Oh, that's a, that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> we will get to it. That is a conversation for another um, day. But that he wants to have respect for you know this franchise and for what the other the other writers did, yeah, and the other movies and the other directors did, right. and to include Han in there is a nice little nod to just the, the movie, the franchise as a whole, and yes. saying, hey, we're not writing this out. Like, yeah. this didn't have the same cast. This didn't do as well. Might not have been as, as big of a movie. But we're not writing this out. Like, we right. are still... This still means it. And, of course, we get the little bit of tease at the end of this... Or at the end of Han's time in this movie. He goes, I'm going to think I'm going to go see what they're doing in Tokyo. Yeah, which really <laughs> which really makes it interesting to see where he's going. Because he's in Fast Five and Six. Well, that becomes... So, this is a slight, slight, slight spoiler, is that his thing becomes that he keeps talking about going to Tokyo, oh, but he just doesn't goes. go yet. Oh, okay. Gotcha, so, like, gotcha. he has this idea, so they're establishing that he already has this idea. Right. Again, yeah. obviously, this movie was made before those other movies. They, sure. didn't, they didn't know what they were going to do then. I, they probably didn't know they were going to bring him back, right? right. If, if the franchise ends with this movie, right, you have that Han goes to Tokyo and that's what happens. Right. But because it continues, you can say... Oh, he just never got there yet. But oh, that's on his mind. That's gotcha. on his mind. Gotcha. Okay. So. Interesting. And the last person I want to just touch on this cast is Shea Wiggum. So, look, I'm just going to say, this guy's in more movies than you think. Yeah. You know, he ha- he pops up in more things than you would think. I'm going to be honest, like, 
when I first saw him, like on like the first thing that he that really stood out to me was actually a TV show. I watched that show Waco, and he's in okay. that show with Michael Shannon, and he's really good in the show. And I went, I feel like I've seen this guy. And I looked up, and he just has like like a extensive filmography mm-hmm. and just small roles popping up all over the place. He kind of looks like a little bit. He kind of looks like this is gonna sound mean. It's not but it's meant in all respect. He kind of looks like a discount bin Gary Sinise. <laughs> yeah, I can <laughs> like, absolutely like, see he that. He kind of does, right? And I'm like, he looks like an older, like, you know, Gary Sinise. And I'm like, this guy is, he's really good though. And he's a yeah. great actor. And I just want to give him a shout out because yeah. I liked him in this movie a lot. Yeah. I, and like I know the, he pops up later too, but I really, really liked him in this movie. He plays like the, the other FBI agent or whatever so well. It's like kind of the antithesis of what brian is and, and brian kind of like has already established that he mm-hmm. kind of has these like soft spot for like these criminals or yes. like obviously he gets himself specifically this group of people he gets himself wrapped up mm-hmm. in you know what's going on and his and his assignment and kind of loses right. himself or if you, if you look at it he kind of finds himself yes and, and shay wiggum's uh michael stasiak is kind of the exact opposite yeah where he, these guys are just criminals and he's just i want i want these guys very by I the want book. them down yeah, yeah very by the book and he's just kind of a jerk like to, he's to kind everybody of a jerk. And, I, yeah he's kind of a jerk to everybody they have that really great scene where he like attacks brian and then brian <laughs> knocks him out like throws him into the you know like breaks his nose i guess throws him in the wall and he's like sitting there like what happened and he, like he's like sitting there like he hit me he started it and it's like <laughs> no you ran up and grabbed him yeah, and started, yeah. like what did you think he was gonna do but yeah that's I, that's th- th- my feeling i i liked this cast overall though that's kind yeah. of my feelings i liked the cast thought it was Good. Thought yeah. it was good. I do also want to bring up uh, Laz Alonzo as Phoenix Calderon, Braga's like right hand man, yes. right? And obviously he is the one who murders Letty. He's very right? intimidating. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, <laughs> again, this is somebody that when I listened to the commentary for, I kind of saw his performance. And I was like, okay, yeah, he's just a henchman. Yeah, but Justin Lin praised him very much so, mm-hmm. like in the in the commentary, and talked about how like he just does the role so well. And looking back on it, I'm very impressed. Kind of. He's a good, you know, you have like those right-hand mans or those henchmen and sometimes they can really stand out and sometimes they're they're kind of forgettable. And right. this guy felt... Like he stood like, out. Yeah, he stood yeah. out. And, and I mean, he plays... I mean, in, in many ways, like, Dom doesn't really care that much about Braga. He wants... He wants Phoenix. Yeah, he because that's kind of where that goes towards the end. And we can talk about that when we get into the plot more. Yes. But, like, yeah, no, I agree with you. He's very intimidating and... Phoenix, in his own way, kind of becomes the villain to Dom, yes. in, in a sense. Like, you think it's about Braga, but for Dom, it's kind of about Phoenix. Yeah. Braga kind of becomes... Braga's really the, the FBI's target. Yes, Bra- yeah. They, Brian and Dom have... have Like, they're on the same path, yeah. but they have different targets. They have different targets. And I, I guess very quickly, because I kind of blew through, like, the original four, where yes. I was like, oh, these guys. Yeah, yeah, I do. I wanna... just want to say, Vin Diesel... Still really good in the role. I mean, still is in a... I, I thought was really, really good in this role. I, I didn't find him as interesting this time around. I kind of struggled with him a little bit. And I think that's kind of because of his story arc this time. He was very dark, this movie. And not that that's a bad thing, but it almost felt like that was his entire character the entire movie. So that's kind of my feelings on him. Paul Walker as Brian O'Connor. I'm going to be honest. I think this is the best I've seen him. Yeah, I truly. Like, I really, really liked him in this movie. What's interesting to me is that this movie... You, we're going to compare this movie a lot to the first one. Yeah. Because in many ways, it's almost a reboot of the franchise. Like, yeah. 
it's almost a continuation of what happens after one. Like yeah. obviously, like I mentioned, Justin Lin wanted to acknowledge two and three, make sure they are included, mm-hmm. and they are. Yeah, you know, the reference slightly and stuff like that. But if you watched one and then went into this and just was like, oh, this is eight years later. They, they say in the movie five, five years. years. Yeah. So it's only five years later. Uh, so I guess it's set in 2006, even though it came out in 2009. <laughs> yeah. But again, that makes sense because if it's a prequel to Tokyo Drift, yeah, I understand to, why they did that. Keep it that. Yeah. Um, but we in the first movie, we talked a lot about how Vin Diesel was this standout and yeah. Paul Walker kind of was struggling to yep. keep up or whatever. I feel like the roles were really reversed oh, here yes. because Paul mm-hmm. Walker is on his A game. He's um, he he steals every scene he's in. Yeah. You you care about this character so much. You're invested in what yeah. he's doing, and and Dom, I, I still liked him. Diesel still had that intensity. Yeah, but like you said, his story's kind of dark. His story's kind of boring. Like it's it, a little it, one dimensional. It, it is. You you start to see. Like the weakness in the character, yeah, or, or maybe the performance a little bit, and not Vin Diesel. I said, I think is still great. We talked about the last three movies have literally been us going. We want Vin Diesel to yes, come back, yes, and I'm so happy he's back, and he's still doing, he's still doing a he's good job, really good. Still. He's still doing a, a good job, but and again on the commentary, I'm going to be saying this a lot on the commentary. Lynn, Justin Lynn talked about he wanted these characters to feel like they really grew, right? Yes. And we do. I I really believe that. Dom still kind of feels a little bit of the same. He's, he's he feels stilted still a little bit. Like he like he he feels of the four main characters. Absolutely. He and or or the four original characters. Yeah. He feels like he is more of the same. I mean, Letty doesn't really count. She doesn't spoiler alert. She doesn't have a lot to do in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But he feels more of the same. Whereas Brian, especially, feels like he's really grown and changed. And I mean, obviously, half from the last time we saw him. In Miami, yeah. To now, I mean, he changed his hair color. I mean, you he, know, <laughs> he I, he what he changed his hair color. He, I mean, he looks really good. Yep. Like he looks better. Like he looks. I mean, I'll just say, like, dude looks like he's got a jacked body. <laughs> looks like he's been working out. Like he looks good. He comes. He's got the suit on for a lot of the movie. He looks mm-hmm. good. And he's like, I, I mean, I, he's like blowing the doors off this movie. Yeah. Like every time he's on screen, you feel like he wants to be there. Yeah. It really feels like he wants to. He's delivering a story. And I really felt like he's just, like really like I, the only phrase I can use is he, every scene he was in he blew the doors off and I was like this guy is really good this movie and you can tell almost that I was almost getting the vibe that like he was happy to be back and yeah. you could see it in the performance yeah yeah well especially if they didn't even consider him for yeah. the third movie he's probably happy to to be here again with all these actors even the actors that are uh, have yet to come back that are yeah. going to come back in the later movies you get the idea or the feeling that. Besides maybe The Rock, they're all really... Well, no, I guess he's even included. included. They all really love these characters, yeah. and they love these movies. And yeah. they just have fun doing it. Yeah. They just have, they're having a good time, and they mm-hmm. get along with each other. Obviously, there's major friendships between Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, and Paul Walker and Tyrese, and yeah. Vin, Diesel, Vin Diesel and Tyrese, and all these other people, and... and it's really interesting. Well, there's an exception. We'll yeah. get to it. We'll get to it. But there is an exception. <laughs> with, you know, obviously The Rock, you know... That's a whole thing as we go through these. Uh, I can't wait to talk about as that. As we go through, we're clearly going to uh, have to address that uh, starting with next week. But yeah, they just look like they're having a good time and they really get along with each other. Yes. And he still looks like he's having a good time. And he still seems, obviously, he looks like he's going to want to do Hobbs and Shaw 2 and 3 and 7. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think he likes the character of Hobbs. I just don't think he likes certain parts of the atmosphere and yeah, certain yeah. people on set. Yeah, yeah. So. 
the first like 15 minutes of this movie, Brian's not in, right? And 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 even yeah. even though they're engaging, I kind of spent the entire time going, oh, I want to see Brian. Like, I, yes, you know, yes. I, I kind of want to see Brian. And the second he's there, you're like, ah, there he is. Like, I, will, I will say, yeah, you want to see Brian, but I will say that scene is kind of saved because you kind of have Dom and Letty doing their thing. But then it goes to the coolest guy in the world, Hans in the back. He's driving that truck. The girl is like leaning yep. on him. He's driving the truck all cool. He reverses it with his arm around he's, it. I'm like, what is this? He's drifting. He's drifting. He reverses the car. He's driving in reverse. She's still on his I'm like, this guy is the coolest dude in the world. That's a, that's And a, then you got the, I mean, it's just so good. That's such a cool little move that he drifts. He like, drifts. It's setting yeah. that, uh, like the direction of the, we'll get to there. The direction of this movie I think really kind of saves it. Yes. I think, but yes. no, yeah, um, the cast is really great. And just because I don't want to blow her blow her off, Jordana Brewster is back as Mia. Significantly smaller role in this movie. Significantly smaller role, but you know, again, kind of doesn't have a lot to do. In in a way, is kind of really only there for Brian's character. I think. Yes. And, Dom, and Dom's in a way like she's kind of actually to be fully honest, she's kind of the glue that brings well, them together. Justin Lin described the women of this movie, all three of them. Mia, Letty, and even Giselle mm-hmm. as the heart of the movie. Yes. And I do, I maybe not Giselle, but uh, those two, it's especially, you feel like even in the little, no, she's on screen for maybe seven minutes, like Michelle Rodriguez as Letty, even you know, because she's flashbacks and stuff, yeah. even through that and the little bit that she's in the movie, it I feel like it is used well enough yes. that... Dom's motivation makes sense, and you want Dom to, to catch Phoenix and whoever did this because you want you want Lady to get, get to be revenged and everything. Absolutely. So, yeah, I absolutely think that. Yeah, you're right. She is the glue. Mia is the glue that keeps these two together. Yes. Yeah. No. She's, it, yeah, she's really, really good in the role that she has, and I think we should just touch on Michelle Rodriguez. I know she's not in the movie a lot. You know, spoiler. You know, she quote unquote dies yeah off screen which i guess does help them later on i mean she dies off screen but not because you see the flashback but it was also i guess dom has a detective mode if you know he's playing the batman arkham games i guess (laughs) i guess in another world dom was batman i i don't know like when he turns that thing on and he's like watching it all happen i'm like i literally felt like i was playing the arkham games i'm like am i am i doing like the the crime scene reconstruction mode right now what is going on here um but I really, I, I, you know, she's good. she's really good in the small amount she yeah. has. Like, you know, they make her a badass as usual. She's climbing on the truck. She's blowing the, um, I guess it's nitro, nitroglycerin. Or, or she's freezing whatever, the freezing chain. Freezing the thing. And she's right. breaking the chains off. You know, she's doing really cool things. You miss her presence. Yeah. But in a way, I think the motivation for Dom works. Like, once she is gone, it really gives his character more motivation yeah. For the movie. Yeah. And again, it's not the last time we're going to see this character, obviously. No. But it, you do miss her presence in the movie because they are really, I mean, they are so electric. We talked a lot about how electric they were in the first movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you miss they have, that. They you have a that. really good chemistry. They have a very good chemistry. And in chemistry. the very little bit they have together. And we're going to talk about this more later. There is a short film that goes with this. Los Bandolores that is a prequel to this. Sets the opening for this movie up. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel are in it, as well as some of the other cast members. Again, we'll get to that a little bit uh, more. Written and directed by Vin Diesel. Yes, written and directed <laughs> by Vin Diesel. We'll talk about it more at the end. But it's like 20 minutes. She's in maybe two or three. Yeah. But again, she comes in, has this presence, and you see the 
you know, them reuniting. Yeah. And immediately you're buying into this yes. relationship and all through the all throughout this movie in a little bit, you understand, you believe that he really is hurt by this. Yes. You believe that he really is upset by this. And they and they, they touch on this a little bit in Los Bandolores, you know, and even the I guess even the first movie a little bit, that when she's not around, like Dom's not necessarily like he's not alone, like he's always kind of distracted or, you know, by uh, these other women, yeah, Michelle yes. Rodriguez uses different <laughs> words for it. Yes, yes. But you know he's kind of distracted by these other women. But but whenever she's around, he's only he's only has eyes for her. Yes. And you do believe that yes, he could move on and be with somebody else. But when it comes to her, if she's an option, it's always her. And you kind of believe that. Yeah, she so. is. She is his love interest. Yeah, and or she's his love. She's you know, his love, love, not even interest. Know. Yeah, she is his love. Yeah, and you believe that. Yeah. So yeah, it's a really good cast. Anything else you want to say about the cast? Or? No, I think I've covered all my ground. Yeah. yeah. Budget of $85 million. <sighs> pretty good looking movie for $85 million. Yeah, pretty good looking, yeah. Uh, again, it's 2009, so the CGI is a little... Somewhat dated. It wasn't as bad as some of the older ones to me. Like, they're, you know, like I, I didn't find any like abominations here. Yeah. Like I was kind of like, oh, okay, this is, you know, I, I can deal with this. And like I mentioned, uh, I think it was last week, that Justin Lin... Eventually, I think starting with the next one, starts to try to use as much practical practical effects as he possibly can instead of using CGI because he knows it just looks better. Mm -hmm. And yes, some like some of the races and some of the stuff, it is obvious a little bit, you know. And there's the weird. I know I saw some people online complaining about the GPS effect during the race. Um, Get over it. But it it, it. it's I dealt with Tokyo Tokyo Drift. They have flip phones that connect. (laughs) deal with the gps well no i guess just the use of it and the graphics of it and stuff they oh, kind of complain i thought it's it was fine. fine yeah i i oh. don't mind it's so, a it's a movie on a budget of 85 million dollars had a box office of 360.4 million dollars man i mean so, you people can trash this series all they want but it makes money so well, it makes back the money so we see in the first one obviously the first one had a box office of 207.3 million uh the second one had 236.4 million yeah takes takes a little hit with the third one only 158.9 million mm-hmm. right still made some money because that had a, yeah. a an 85 million dollar budget yeah, made money back it made money back but it is you know but when you don't have when you have a completely different cast you don't have any of the stars you what don't do you have expect? any major your your main or your biggest american name is bow right yes. so yes. <laughs> You know, basically, or I, mean, I wasn't really familiar with a lot of the other actors in that film. Yeah, I didn't know so, any of them. So, uh, we know, retroactively, Sung Kong, but not not at the time. Yeah, absolutely. You know? But yeah, and then this one has the biggest box office so far, 360.4. Yeah, really good. I can understand why they want they want to do more with this. Yeah. This is where they're starting to get confident in this franchise. This is where they're starting to see, this does work. If we yes. put in the effort, and we had the right people behind it, Justin Lin, Chris Morgan, they seem to be doing the right thing. People seem to like it. People will go to theaters and to watch see this. It. Yeah, it's yeah. making money. Yes. So, and speaking of uh, people liking it, we have the Rotten Tomatoes score. So for the, <laughs> the critics' Rotten Tomatoes score, it, this actually has the lowest score of the entire franchise yep. at 28%. <sighs> They were, uh, they, they were brutal to this one. Pretty brutal. But the, an audience score of 67%, so it's fresh. So critics yeah. are rotten, audience fresh. Again, it, it, there's always that interesting divide between critics and audiences, you know? Like, 
audiences crave this kind of stuff. Like maybe people want to go see a movie like this. That's just a big action spectacle to a degree. And critics watched it and went, eh. We see that more and more too with yeah. this divide. So. And I think the big thing is that they brought back these original characters. That's the well, big I think draw. That's, I think that's why it made so much money. Mm-hmm. I think because they brought back the cast, people went, oh, I want to see them again. Yeah. Like I want to see them all together again. And that's what brought people back to theaters. Yeah, well, I'm glad it, I'm glad it made money because <laughs> here we are. Here we are. So- <laughs> We have a little synopsis here. Five years after the events in Los Angeles, Brian O'Connor is now a full-fledged FBI officer, and Dominic Toretto is living as a fugitive in the Dominican Republic. After hearing about the death of his girlfriend, Letty Ortiz, Dom must return to L.A. to pay his respects and hunt for revenge. Meanwhile, Brian is trying to track down Mexican drug lord Arturo Braga, who Letty was working for when she was murdered. Brian's and Dom's individual searches leads them to once again cross paths. Now that Brian is reunited with Dom, as well as his sister and Brian's lost love, Mia, he must confront his past mistakes and decide what is truly important in his life. It's so interesting how that synopsis still talks about Brian a lot. Yeah. Like, as if Brian is still the main focal point of the series. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, because I think, again, you know, we we are seeing more of a co-lead situation. But This, I, this felt like a co-lead. Yeah. Yeah. With, with a little bit of lean more on Vin Diesel. Sure. Because we start the movie with Vin Diesel, we end the movie really with Vin Diesel. Yeah. I mean, I know Brian and all is there, but yeah, Brian. Like I said, Brian doesn't show up for fifteen twenty minutes into this movie mm-hmm. anyway, so it seems like they want to kind of lean on Diesel a little bit more, yeah. maybe his star power. Because I think at the time, and I have not g- gone back to really look at where they both were at the time, but I think he was a little bit more of a bigger name than oh, sure. Paul Walker was Absolutely. at the time. Yeah, but when you look at the first movie. That, I would say that that is a Brian. That's Brian's movie. Yeah, oh, for sure. So I'm, oh. one and two are Brian's movies. Yeah, this one you really see the co-lead happen. I mean, yeah, Brian's not in the first fifteen minutes, but when it goes to Brian, it's just Brian. The first time we see him, he's in that chase with yep. that guy. He's literally chasing this yep. guy down, and you're like, oh, okay. And it starts, and it for a little bit, it bounces between mm-hmm. Vin Diesel and brian it goes between uh brian and dom it bounces between them until about i I mean maybe like the half hour point it's like 35 minutes 35 minutes where they finally they they don't interact and they finally have a scene together and then the rest of the movie they're mostly together yes and i think that that's where the movie actually gets really picks up when they go together because on their own and that might be a problem that maybe we're seeing with some of the current fast and furious movies now that Mm -hmm. paul walker is no longer here yes that when they're together they're at their best yes and that it's not no i'm not going to say it's bad when dom or brian are on their own but like clearly we had our own issues with too fast too furious which is just brian yep or you know with a new with a new cast Mm -hmm. so those interactions and the chemistry between the two actors of vin diesel and paul walker yeah really helped carry this movie absolutely so It, it it works like I mentioned, Justin Lin wanted to really make it feel like these, like time had passed, right? These sure. guys, these characters had lived on. And I feel like they did a really good job of that. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about, like, you know, Dom's kind of, you know, this fugitive, uh, last time he was in LA, he, he left, you know, with the 10 second mm-hmm. car. And now Brian is back to being a fully fledged FBI officer. You know, what do you think about that? I think it was the only place their stories could go, you know? Like, it's. Well. Because last time we saw Brian, like I said, he's in he's in Miami. He's in Miami, but he also helped bring down. He did, that, and I uh, guess he he had um you know clearly he quit the the LAPD. Yep, had no intentions of being a police officer or working for the law anymore. Yeah, 
But I guess you know maybe because maybe he got some clout after that after I, that bust. I mean, we also have to think maybe he wasn't totally enjoying just racing cars all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he wanted. To, I, they even kind of reference it in the movie. They he doesn't exactly know what his purpose is. Yes, he's trying to figure out what to do. And for those five years, he doesn't see Dom. Yeah. So he's just aimlessly wandering and probably racing cars. And then he gets bored. And I guess maybe join my my version of it at least is maybe he gets bored, joins the FBI, and goes, okay, let me try this again. And then inevitably, it brings him together with Dom again. Yes, and that's, that's his destiny. That's what he wants. You know, in the end, you can tell he wants to be with Dom. He wants to be with Mia. Mia yeah. He loves Mia. He wants to be with her. He knows that's the best thing that ever happened. And in a way, he you know, I, I mean, Mia also has that really great line about. Um, like, are you are you the bad guy pretending to be, be the, the good, good guy, guy? Or are you the good guy pretending to be the bad guy? Yeah, yeah. and it's such a good line, and it, it it's really encapsulates his character perfectly because yes. we you know what is he? And he does make a choice. He makes a choice by the end of this movie, yes. as we know. But he is just it, it works is yeah. what I'm trying to say. No, it it does. Yeah, and it and like I said, it is interesting to see you know where Dom is too. You know, he's. You know, he's off in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, know. that's where he's been. He's in the Living Dominican is... Republic fixing cars. Yeah. Um, one of the things I, I did, so what I'm interested in is that I watched Los Mandalores before this movie. You yes. watched it after, yes. right? So I literally watched that into this movie. Yeah. So I understood what was going on in the beginning of the movie. I understood that there was a gas shortage. I understood, you know, right. where he was, that he was in the Dominican Republic, that he just reunited with Letty, all this stuff. Yeah. Did you find the opening and the, and the opening sequence anything confusing at all? No, I mean every one of all these other movies have opened with these crazy like heist sequence. I mean the first movie literally opens with them with the truck sequence. That's I true. mean I wasn't like asking why it was happening. Yeah, I, you know what I mean. Like for me, it was just opening with the sequence, and I went, "Oh, okay, they're just robbing a petroleum truck for whatever reason." Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to ask why. It's Fast and Furious. I could care. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm sure they have their reasons. Like they always seem to have a reason to do things. But I will say, after uh, watching Los Bandoleros, I kind of finished it, and I went, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." So there's like a, a gas shortage somewhere in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. They can't find gas. So that's why they're doing this job. That's mm-hmm. why they're doing this heist is to bring gas back. Yeah. And it, it, it makes the cause more noble as usual. I, um, and like I said, we'll talk about that more after we finish this movie. We can talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. There's not much to say, but <laughs> I, I thought that it's not the most exciting movie. It's not the most incredible movie or short film or whatever. Sure. Uh, but I did like the little peek into where he is and what exactly he's doing right and also that like we talk about leo and santos that they are kind of more prominent characters in that short film they have in in the 20 minutes in that short film they have more to do than in this entire movie absolutely you get to see kind of their origins as well like where they came from exactly and that's really nice and I, I again, those characters they they do pop up again, yeah. as we know. Everybody seems to pop up again. These guys do <laughs> pop up again, but, but yeah, it, it, it works. I just thought it was interesting to. I don't want to go off on that yet, but I just thought it was interesting to that that is a little peek that like we don't like we're kind of trying to fill in the gaps for Brian and where he is and how he right. got back in the FBI and right. stuff. Well, we actually basically get that for Dom. We kind of know what he's been doing right. for the last five years. We know what's going on. I mean, you you mentioned at the end of the first movie this post credit scene where he's going to mexico or yeah. whatever right so then obviously he went from mexico to the dominican republic whatever you yeah. know so so to to meet these characters again to be introduced to these characters again in the in in this story 
I thought was interesting, but I guess we can talk about the story in general. What did you think about the story? Was it engaging for you? Did you have problems? So I, th- I think what I want to say about this story, and I guess this is about the movie in general, is more like it, this is not the best Fast and Furious mm-hmm. by any means, but this might be the most necessary story that they've done. Yeah. Because you need this movie to get to Fast Five. You need it. Mm-hmm. It, it may feel slow. Like, to me, this story is really clunky. It's a little slow. I mean, I already kind of touched on, like, Vin Diesel's story isn't super interesting, and that kind of was a little boring to sit through. I was m- much more engaged when Brian was on screen. And when they're together, I'm more engaged yes. as well. And there are some really good... Again, there's there's a couple really good action sequences in here that I really like. So there are things to keep you engaged. Mm-hmm. But overall, the story is not... <sighs> It's not interesting, yep. you know. It's not interesting, but it, it it is a necessary story. It needs to be told to get to Fast Five, and for this franchise, for for what this franchise becomes, you need this movie. Yeah, I think that you know this is a problem that we've been seeing since two. Yes, because I think we're both in agreement that while the story in the first one's simple, it's it's a decent story. It's yeah. an interesting story. It's well told carried by kind of the charismatic performances of its leads and stuff yes. and the the race sequences and the mm-hmm. action sequences. But since two, we've seen that, you know, these stories, they really aren't great. No offense to Chris Morgan who wrote these two, yeah. but again, I think that, you know, he comes to understand what he wants to do or what these movies need to be more yeah. starting in the next one. Yes. And when I watched this movie, wasn't sure how to really feel about it, but when you mentioned to me about the necessity of this movie, that really stuck out to me. I'm like, you're absolutely right. Mm. You're absolutely right that if you went from one, two, three, and even if it was four, and you just had the plot of the of Fast Five, it yeah. wouldn't make any sense. Would it work? It wouldn't work. You know. And again, we haven't seen Fast Five in a, you haven't seen Fast Five in a, in a decade. Years. A decade. Years. Yeah, decade. I have seen it in maybe a year or two. Yeah. But so we're all just off the top of my head. It would not make sense if yeah. we went there. So we are setting up these. It this does feel almost like. Like I know, so one of my fun facts for later is that Vin Diesel wanted to make the fourth and fifth movie back to back, and the studio wanted to give a little bit of breathing room to see if this was going to succeed. Right. You know, obviously we mentioned the third one didn't make a lot of money, right? So they wanted to see, you know, is this fourth movie, is this franchise still valuable? Is it still, you know, going to make money? Are people still interested? Are they still coming out? Right. Clearly, the answer is yes. Yes. So they then they went okay. Would they greenlit the fifth one? Let's go to work, right? But. So he wanted to make four and five right back to back. He wanted to go right into it. Yeah. This feels like almost like a part one, part two yes. of the same story. Yes. Like, you know, we have Brian, the FBI agent, who's truly understanding what he wants out of life, mm-hmm. where he needs to be and who he needs to surround in his life. Right. And accepting Dom and Mia and this criminal lifestyle as who he needs to be, yes. even if he, even if he's breaking the law, even if he's turning his back on everything he's done before, yeah. he needs to accept this is where he wants to be, and this movie is really the, kind of the growth of that. Yeah. And we are seeing Dom kind of accept his his actions, take responsibility for the mistakes that he's made and the choices that he's made yeah. where he is in life, because you know people around him are sacrificing themselves. For him, constantly. Constantly. You know, yeah. at the end of the first movie, Brian has to stop being a cop because he gave, you know, Dom his keys. Yeah. Letty dies because he's trying to help Dom. Yes. You know, so it really is about kind of the growth of these characters mm-hmm. moving forward while the story is a little 
it is it's boring. The story yes. is boring. Yes. The action sequence is not, but yeah. the story itself, it's not the best, yeah. right? But it leads to something so much better and so much more kind of what this franchise is always meant to be mm-hmm. or what it could always could have been. Yes. You know? Yes. Into arguably one of the I know fans think it is one of the better if not the best movie of yep. this entire series. Yep. So yeah, and it's moving it's, into the fifth, the fifth one. I mean, meaning, moving into Fast yeah. Five. No, that's absolutely right. This this movie needs to happen for Fast Five to happen. Yeah. That's kind of what this movie, in my opinion, that's kind of why this movie exists. Yeah. Because if you went from three and you're like you're saying went into Fast Five, that what would be the plot of Fast Five? It wouldn't make sense. You'd be like, well, why is Brian suddenly on their mm. side? Why is this happening? You need to watch his growth. You yep. need to watch Dom's growth. It may be boring at times, but we need it. Yeah. We need it to get to what this franchise yeah. becomes, yeah. how great this franchise becomes. Yeah, and, and I think and, it works so well. Yeah, because you get all that character growth out of the way, and yeah. then you can just have dumb action sequences. You can sequences. literally just do all the dumb fun stuff because you want. they've already established themselves. You know, they are using the franchise, in my opinion, to their advantage. Right. Yes. That's kind of what you can do with a franchise, right? I feel like a common criticism of sequels or, or movies in a franchise is that, you know, you'll have a character, they grow and change through the movie, you make another one, and they have to go through the same change, right? Or, or you know, like, they, you still need to, story-wise, you still need to have them grow and develop. Well, how do you do that when you just did it? So they kind of have to bring them back and then just have them do the same thing over right. again. I don't think that they really do this here. They take this movie to do that, and yeah. then moving forward, you know, they do... I mean, they do grow, continue to grow, but the major changes and the major, you know, choices that they made are already have already been made. Yes, they're sticking with it, and they're now just using it to. Now we're gonna have fun with this. We're gonna. This is, where can we go with this? What can we do with this? It? Is like the major character development movie. Yeah, this is the character movie of this, this is franchise. The character, yes, this is the character movie of this franchise. This is the character development movie for this at is, least these two. For these for Dom two, and Brian, which needs to happen because they are the co-leads. Yes, it needs to happen this movie because it can't happen in any other one. Yeah, and it's it's perfect that it works that yeah. way because it, again, I, I like we we talked about it a little bit that like. The movie, for me, when the movie finished, I, I felt exactly how you did. I went, I, I'm feeling very mixed about this. I, this isn't a very good story. It's it's pretty boring, honestly. It's it's not great, but the character development is necessary. I yeah. walked away going, this is a really necessary movie to get to five. Yeah. And I just felt that and I went, yeah. okay, I, I'm ready. I'm more excited for five now because I watched yes. it. Yes. And then so we can lead that into our opinions, our personal thoughts about the film. This feels like it is the most serious of yeah. the franchise, mm-hmm. right? And at first, I was kind of like almost laughing at it for how <laughs> serious it was trying to take itself. Right. But as we're talking about this and we're, you know, going into like, oh, yes, they're, they're getting this character and growth and development out of the way. And then, you know, they can have nonsense, you know, later. Mm-hmm. I think that it, I, I think in that aspect, it works. We kind of talked about, we've been talking about like the transition of this franchise from where it starts to where it ends, right? Sure. We have this, they're stealing VCR DVD combina- <laughs> combos in the first movie yes. to their, the, some of the most wanted criminals and or helping the government as secret top agent spy, spy agents or whatever yeah. later on in such a wild twist that like one is very dramatic. It's like a yeah. drama. It's like a drama. It's very right? grounded. Two is goofy it's it's the, it's the goof it's very goofy one of the goofiest of of the whole series yeah. right 
three. Three is like the black sheep, right? Kind of. It's I, it's like it's it's like originally it was supposed to be kind of like a soft reboot. Yeah, kind of. They're trying to kind of remake this. Three is also. You know, we have these, you know, we're going to do these drifting. We're bringing in this director who really is nailing yeah. how to shoot these these drift scenes. There are action sequences, but they're, you know, they're more race and chase sequences than anything, right? There's not a lot of, like, fighting and stuff in that movie. So, you know, we are really kind of amping up the action and the racing in the third movie. Right. And then this one is... We're going to try to combine the action from the third one with the drama of the first one. And I don't think that bleeds well because what they're missing is the goofiness and silliness of the second one. Yes. You need all three of those elements. And there's a little bit... Like, I'm not saying that this movie's not funny, yeah. whatever, but like like we mentioned, like when I think of these this franchise, I think of vaults being dragged through the, through the streets yes, right yes. by cars. We talked to somebody and they were talking about how ridiculous this franchise is and people trying to drive cars on buildings yep. and, and driving out of airplanes yep. and parachuting down on cars. Like yep. the ridiculous moments. This doesn't have a lot of that. The yep. action sequences are more grounded. They're yep. more realistic. And I think that you need to take... You can have the, the drama and, and the seriousness of it, you know, and you can have the, the action... But you need to be. You need to accept it. You need to be a little silly. You need to be a little goofy at times. Well, I mean, you said it best in that it, the movie takes itself too seriously. Yeah. That's really what it is. It takes itself too seriously, and you can feel that coming through. And I don't think that bodes well for the movie because you finish it and you go, "Oh, I just." It, it's not a fully satisfying experience, even though you saw this really great character growth between these two characters. It is not a fully satisfying experience because you're not you're missing that goofiness. Yeah. It like I mean, we keep saying, I mean, you know, Dom's story is very dark in this. Yes. It's not goofy. It's not fun. It's very dark. Brian's story is more about character development yeah. it's not it's not and goofy it's, not there's that, not, I'm, not no no I, I i know you're not saying it is there's funny moments yeah but i just want to establish that we're not saying that every movie in the world needs to be lighthearted or goofy right but when you're the fourth movie in the franchise that's already done that you can't just ignore that right right, right. You, no i agree you know uh-huh. like like they've already established by two hey there's these ridiculous things. They're, they're, they're completely made up technology that's frying the inside of these cars. Right. You right. know, and... Like, they have this crazy... They have all this crazy technology. And, you know, the even in, like, with Too Fast, Too Furious, you know, they're driving off into a... You know, he drives into a boat at the yeah, end of the movie. And like, just, all this crazy stuff. You can't, like, go there and be like, this is wacky, this is goofy, and be like, well, now now we're going to eliminate that anymore, right? Now, now it's just going to be you, about racing. You still need to acknowledge that we can do this at times. Yeah. Right, and that's fine for this film. But if Fast Five was more like this, I I'm jumping off the bandwagon. Absolutely. This movie. You know, I I could not continue to do six more of these movies if they were as oh, dramatic or serious like this. Yes, this is fine because this is that's this movie, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that that's okay that there's one of these in the franchise. But yeah, you don't want to establish the whole series to be like this. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's basically my opinions on it. I mean, I feel like that's really how I feel about it. It's just, it for me, it's it's not the best. The story's a little clunky. As far as character development, necessary. Yeah. But it, it is missing the goofiness. Yeah. And that's what makes this a bit of a... A bit of a drag of a watch, but that's kind of how I feel. That's yeah. how I feel about uh, it overall. I mean, I, I, I would say I, I enjoyed it. After initially watching this, I almost thought this might even be a two and a half star movie. <laughs> I, I debated... Sure. Uh, which would have been the lowest that I've given anything in this yeah, franchise. Yeah. I debated, and then 
when you mentioned that to me about the necessity of this movie, and I also listened to the commentary by Justin Lin, and to just hear, like, I feel like sometimes, and this isn't a shot on directors, I feel like sometimes people come in, and we mentioned, you know, like, we gave some examples, that sometimes people come into franchises or, you know, these you know to do a sequel or to do whatever, and they, they don't want to respect what other people do or they kind of want to do their own thing. And I just felt like he really got what this franchise yes. was. Even if this movie isn't great, he still, while making this movie, understood what this franchise was and, like, had these conversations. He was talking to Vin Diesel about, like, Dom being, like, the Christ role and having to make sacrifices. <laughs> <laughs> um and he said, Vin Diesel. You, well, you told me before, I know this is probably in your fun facts, but they cut the crucifixion scene, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a little too far. The analogy. Little, Justin Lin was like, ah, this is a little too much. And Vin was like, it was like oh, right, yeah. And he's getting off the, he's getting off the cross. Like, yeah, I feel it. <laughs> we'll see if that makes it in. Yeah. <laughs> probably will. But, but no, um, he really, like, he really got what this movie, like, what these, this series was about, right? Yes. And you can tell that we talked about, like, again, three was a movie. That without his direction is not very good. That yeah. franchise probably dies without Justin Lin. Yep. Right? There's no wonder to me why he they brought him back. Right? But there's why? no wonder to me why he directed five of these movies. Yeah, now. because he get he really gets it. Yeah. He really likes it. Yeah, he's having fun with it. And and will be directing the finale. Yes. Yeah. So and he's the perfect choice for that. So yeah, he really hearing him talk about it and and talking about these characters and again this growth that they're going through. Mm-hmm. And just like the choices that he made, like like he kind of like wanted the FBI to yeah. be um, like a surrogate family for Brian as yeah. like the the other side of like what the crew is. Yeah, you know Mia and Tom and everybody else. And I thought that that was I didn't pick that up. You know, watching it, I, I'm not great with like subtle hints and subtlety in movies and stuff. So to see like oh like he's trying to establish like there's the girl in the FBI and that's kind of like the sister and and sure. you know uh, like you mentioned Shay Wiggum is is kind of the you know, like the the rough brother or whatever, and, sure. and and the the head of the FBI or whatever is kind of the father, the father. Yeah. You know, and to see that family dynamic, I do wish they would have brought what's his name, Tom Bailey. Yes, I, I yes. wish they, I kind of wish they would have brought him back. I, I wanted him back. <laughs> I, um, missed, I missed him, but I mean that's fine. But no, like the cho- like the little choices that he made, like that, and just like. The, you could tell he had passion. So, like, that really... I, I respect that. When yeah. filmmakers had that type of love and really trying to... And I'm not... I, I know if you're doing a movie, chances are you love doing movies. But there's yeah. just something like... You look at, like, the Michael Bay Transformers movies. Those movies feel soulless. I, I have not watched one of them in a very long time. I stopped it to the third yeah, one. But yeah. I would feel like if I went back there, I feel like they are soulless. Yeah, right? There's no sure. heart in that movie. Right. Michael Bay is just going... Let's have this explode. Let's have this explode. Yes. And then we'll have this girl's butt and this girl's butt and an explosion in the background. And <laughs> explosion. And then we're gonna have a butt explosion. <laughs> and, Is that what you want, Michael? <laughs> you know, and he, it, he's not doing that. He's not doing things yeah. for the sake of. There's not random explosions here for the sake of random explosions. Yeah. Everything does kind of feel earned, right? Yeah. Even if this movie drags a little bit and is a little bit boring, everything throughout it does feel earned. Yeah. The character motivations, even the Giselle turning, you know, and helping Dom yeah. is earned. I, I, I end up giving this movie three stars. I think, did you give I also it? gave it three yeah. stars. Yeah, I also gave um, it three. I did enjoy it. Uh, like you said, it's not the strongest, but I wouldn't say it's the weakest either. No, no, I don't feel like it's the weakest. Yeah, no, I, I feel like it is... 
stronger than people give it credit for. I, I was, I know we're going to like, you know, kind of put our rankings at some point too. And I, yeah. I kind of was struggling as to where I wanted to put this. Yes. I'm still, I'm still not totally sure. We'll but. figure it out when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I have an idea. Yeah. When all is said and done, we've done all 10 of these movies, yeah. the, the nine and Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. This is going to be on the lower half. Yeah. You know, next week we're hitting the halfway point of this franchise. These first four movies are probably going to be on the lower half of this franchise. Right. right. But maybe we'll be surprised. We'll see. Yeah. Let's talk uniqueness. Mm. What stands out for you in this movie compared to the other movies in the franchise? The co-lead stands out to me. How we shift to co-lead. Um, well, like, I, I do want to say real quick. I know that technically in the first movie, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker were still co-leads. But like what you're saying by that is that even though Vin Diesel is is technically you know he's the second build in the first movie, there's a much more there's much more focus focus on Vin Diesel. And and yeah, versus where it is in, in the first movie. Yes. You know, so that I yeah, I just wanted to say yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. The co lead. Um also maybe I guess some of the dialogue choices in this movie <laughs> we didn't talk about, but like, you know, Vin Diesel twice or a couple times in the movie says Yeah. Like calls somebody and, yeah. and you're like Oh, that's that that hasn't aged well. Like you hear that and you go, "Ooh, that's not." And it, it, it's always it feels a little maybe too masculine. It's to a degree. also like that's um, the not best. Even masculine. It feels it feels uh, toxic. Masculine yeah. is what it looks. It, down, it it's also like, like that's the best insult you can come with. Yeah. Like and 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 the moment in which he does it the second time where he bursts out of the tunnel and slams his car into that guy. Yeah. It's a great moment. It's a. It, it, but he's going. What did he say? Uh, take that p- or whatever yeah, he says. Like for me, that that kind of took away from that moment a little yeah. bit because I was like, "Oh, that's really interesting to put that in there." So some of the dialogue choices definitely stood out to me more this movie, and not that you know, not that like pre like previous movies haven't been that like on the nose. The dialogue, the dialogue in these movies aren't. The, it's great. not great, but specifically this movie, those choices really stood out to me. And I went, oh, that's the first time I'm hearing that. That's really yeah. a lot. Um, so that really stood out to me. That didn't feel like it fit his character either. That was that the other thing. didn't feel like it was something Dom would say. Yeah, I didn't feel Dom, right. Dom is a masculine character, but yes. he's not like, like he's not toxic masculinity. He, he, yes. It's not like, like he doesn't act like he's better than people because he just is better than people. Right. He doesn't have to have the like, he doesn't put other people down. Yeah. Because he knows he's just so cool. You know yeah. what I mean? He's so tough and yeah. stuff. He, gets, so. he already knows, and that's where he's at. So that kind of stood out to me. And I guess the uniqueness of some of the action sequences, specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we kind of talked about Justin Lin's direction with Tokyo Drift and how that was so different yep. from what this is. Like, mm-hmm. Tokyo Drift is so much different well, because it's drifting. This one is actual racing. This is a completely different ball game for him yep. this time. And we go from, like, not just race sequences and chase sequences to, like, there's actual big, like, heists. There's, some, and, there's, and, you know, there's he- stakes. Yeah, there's stakes, there's heists, you know. And and I, I think that those really did stand out in this yeah, movie. Yeah, big time. I mean, like, it, it really... Starting the movie with that tanker heist was a great choice. Oh, great Getting choice. right into it. That's a great action sequence. Yeah, it's a really good action sequence. And it, it, it beats the heck out of... Uh, not that I didn't like the opening construction um, race, the construction Yeah, in the third one, in the yeah. first one. But there's no stakes to that. But there's stakes, but we talked about it. It's not good stakes. Yeah. Uh, this movie... Well, it's, they're just two completely different things, yeah, right? Yeah, where this one is like they're actually going after a petroleum truck 
gas for Dominican Republic. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, there's... They're doing the Robin Hood method. They're doing the Robin Hood method, yeah. and it works better. And I think that really stood out to me, too. These action sequences, you can see Justin Lin, his his fingerprints on these ones, where it's, it's very Justin Lin, and you go, oh, this really works. Like, I like this a lot. So I think as far as uniqueness, those things really stood out to me. Because, again, we're kind of talking about how this movie's a little boring. Yeah. So, it, it you know finding the uniqueness was a little bit more difficult yeah. here but i you know for me that's kind of what i found yeah. i think definitely what stands out is uh reuniting this crew for the first time these four main characters yes, sure. although like we keep saying like oh they bring back the crew they bring back these four main characters <laughs> letty doesn't interact with either with, paul walker or, or jordana bruce yeah yeah brian or mia um although they established that she had been interacting with brian and mia previously previously yeah. but not you know not in this film yeah so, but yeah, uh, reuniting this the, the crew, I think really stand out. The world feels lived in. So like it didn't feel like we're just picking up this movie, you know, because this movie comes out eight years after in in our time, eight years after the first movie, right? right? In their time, five years after, yep. it's picking up five years after. It it feels like five years have passed. They yes. feel like they've grown. They feel like they've changed, and I like that. Yeah, and they do a good job of reintroducing these characters and kind of establishing. Where they are now and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like just like the scenery, I feel like kind of stands out. Not necessarily in a good or even bad way, but just like you know, because they're going to Mexico and stuff. There's a lot of deserts and a lot of like kind of yeah. just like big open space. And we've seen a lot of like these races and these, especially coming from Tokyo in this very like compact you know uh, area. Yeah. And racing on these streets with all these people around and these other cars to mm-hmm. see like just nothing. To see right. absolutely nothing around them but desert and sand. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. That's... And there's a the shot when they're first going on the drug run, and it's at night, and it's just the four cars. I thought it was a really cool shot. Yeah, that was a really good shot. I really enjoyed that a lot. I yeah. mean, I, I'll, I, I have that for, like, scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah. yeah. And then, does this bring anything new? What What's new to this movie you think that, it, that it, it's bringing to this franchise? That was a tough one for me. I'm mm-hmm. going to be honest. That was tough for me. Yeah. I kind of watched this and I went, what, what well, is new here? Well, I, mean, I, I it think brings, what it brings, I think, again, I think it, what it brings is it brings the cast back. Yep. It kind of brings the cast and the story. This is what you already said. What you said about the necessity of this movie, the, that's what it brings. Yeah. You know, we're going to, I mean, I'm telling you, we're going to be, we're getting into it next. Like, we're about to kick up dust the From next From what I remember, weeks. Fast Five starts immediately after Right. This. We're going to be, like, kicking up dust these next few weeks with all these movies. But, you know, this movie, what it brings is the, is the necessity. It brings the necessity the to get growth. into Fast Five. The necessity, the character growth to get to Fast Five, to establish what this franchise becomes, yeah. is really what it brings. And, this and- is... We, it's needed. Yeah, and like I said, like what Justin Lin said in the commentary, connecting these three movies, right? Yes. Even that could have been anybody in the car in the opening race, but because he chose Han, mm-hmm. you're tying in this movie that did not have these characters in it, yep. right? And you're explaining why Vin Diesel is there in Tokyo. Yep. Because if you don't, it doesn't make sense. We never saw Diesel. We never saw Dom with with Han. Why would he be there? Yeah. So just a little. Like I'm very impressed with just a little thing, like. I know we wanted more Han. I know we, you know, we felt like this movie needed a little bit more of yeah, that. Of course. But I just thought, just using him in that little bit is pretty great, and he doesn't take away because I was worried because I thought he didn't come back till the fifth one. Yeah. And I was a little worried is that going to take away from his re, like coming back in the fifth one? But it doesn't because he's barely in this movie. Right. So when he does come back, it's explaining how they know him, and really like when he comes back 
And when all of these come back, like I'm yeah. excited to see Han again, even Giselle again, and Roman and Tej. Like I'm excited yes. to see, and your boy is Leo and Santos. You know, Leo and Santos. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for that spinoff movie. That's what I want. <laughs> Fast and Furious presents Leo's and Santos. I'm going to plug it again, and I'll be plugging it at the end of this. Again, I hope we're pro- pronouncing those names right. If not, I apologize. Okay, so this is the big one. You've mentioned it. What's the best scene in this movie? Okay, I thought about this a lot. And I, again, I'm not going to go with, I, I, I have a tendency to t- pick dialogue scenes, mm-hmm. but because I, <laughs> I wasn't completely taken with the dialogue in this movie, even though the stories are kind of interesting for me, it really was the ending tunnel action sequence driving mm-hmm. through those tunnels was so like claustrophobic. And I was like, Oh my God, this is a really good scene. Like even when they're driving, like even before they hit the tunnels, when they're hitting the desert and all the cars are behind them and they're racing towards the tunnels and um the dude uh uh braga braga he's in the car and he's like looking at him he's like do you know where the tunnels are and he's like i know where the tunnels are (laughs) like brian's like i know where the tunnels are and then he just crashes through the wall and they're in the tunnels and they're just whipping through they're avoiding beams and it's just across the border again and you're like oh my god this is really like well done because they're racing through and it's tight tunnels they're not like you know, these aren't wide tunnels. No. These well, are like, you can just fit a car in there and you have to be very skilled wheelman to, yeah. to navigate it. And I, I thought that sequence was really good. I thought it was, there was a lot of action in it. And I went, oh, I really like this a lot. Like, this is what I want to see more of is that kind of this like uh, heart pounding action sequence. So for me, that was really what worked. I think what helps that scene is that they made real tunnels for that sequence. Did because they, they really? couldn't They couldn't find anything that would be properly able to fit so right. according to the commentary Justin Lin said that like on a set somewhere or whatever or, or in a warehouse or something they made like these tunnels wow and they really work basically like that wow and that there is no fully CGI car in that in those tunnels those Jeez. are all car, real cars oh wow so that's that is... a really cool you know wow. like little fact I mean, I'm sure they had to use some CGI in there but like the the car itself, those are real cars. That makes it even better so, for me then that the, there's actual there were actual people driving those cars yeah. in that time. That makes it even better for me then. That's, yeah. that's wild. It is a wild action sequence. Yeah, that's up there. The opening heist is up there for yes. me. But I think what I'm going to go with is the moment that really kind of struck me because, and I should have realized it because they do kind of hint at it. But I love the um, the little twist that Letty was working for Brian, and when mm-hmm. the moment when Dom calls that phone. And I'm thinking, oh, is he going to get Braga? Is he going to ever? And Brian's phone rings, and you're like, oh, crap. Like, I really like that moment. And then Dom just flipping out. Flips out. And beating the crap out of him. Yeah. And the like the little fight, and then Brian's got the the arm bar on him. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool moment. It's a really cool moment, and then it kind of, it ends very you know it, it, it's an emotional outburst where he's like yes. he's like he's like I did it for you. Yeah, and she you're like, she wanted to do it for want, you. She wanted to do it for you. Yeah. I was just, he's like I'm trying to help. I was trying to help her. I wanted yeah. she wanted to see you again. It's like oh this is so good. The yeah, little I character agree. motivation. That's a great great scene. The little character motivation that they're getting for Letty, even though Letty's dead. Yeah, is really interesting yes there. yes so. and it even it, it really um solidifies brian's character more of him caring about dom yes and try and caring about and uh, this this family i know some people might be like oh you know it's been five years letty and dom haven't been together like yeah. how much are they could he you know they just get reunited and then she dies right yep. or they just get reunited and then he splits them up again and then she dies yep. like does there is there any weight to that I think there is, and I think this scene makes it because yes. even though they were apart, and like I said, even though Dom kind of moves 
on, he still only wants her, right? Yes. If she's an option, it's her. Yes. You know, he's not going to deprive himself. And maybe that's a little bit of the toxic masculinity. Yeah. He's not going to deprive himself right. uh, of women, yeah. you know. But, uh, you know, if she's around and she's alive and she's an option, he wants her. Yeah. He wants to He's be with her. He's only with her. Yeah. So, uh, but, and just how much they do care for each other. And you can tell, like, the moment where he has to leave her at the uh, in the beginning of the movie and go somewhere else. Yes. I think that makes that moment even more, strong, even stronger. Yeah. Because... You know, you can tell the love between them and yes. that she she just wants to be with him. She just wants to be with him and he's you know, he's on the run. Yeah. And he's kind and he can't, you know. Yep. And it's just it it is a little heartbreaking. And you know, you're right, that that's a great choice for a scene. Which just again, that, that burst of yeah. Again, I think that leads to Dom making the choice at the end of the movie to just I'm not running anymore. I'm not doing this. That's anymore. why he stops. Yeah, yep. he goes, I'm I'm done, I'm stopping, you know, I'm not running anymore and yep. You know, then it leads to obviously we finally. I just want to point out too, we finally get to see Mia behind the wheel. Yeah, well, that's another like, thing. I, here's the thing: I can't wait to actually see her in action sequences now because when she pulls up on that in that on the in the car behind the, I'm like, she looks like a bad <laughs> man. I'm like, she's like driving, and she's like, that's she's very thing, confident. Um, I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, she's gonna, she's about to kick some. Justin Lin mentioned on the commentary that like. In the like, so this is obviously the second movie he's done here. That like in the third one and in this one, people like there's pe- people who are in it, but they don't really have to drive cars. Like yeah. Bow Wow and Jordana Brewster. Yeah, and they both he said that they both were like, oh, I can't wait to get in, in the behind the wheel of a car. And he's like, oh, you're not really. Like he said, Bow Wow was really disappointed <laughs> in the third one because he wanted to drive, and he's oh. like, you're not really gonna be behind a car. And Poor then, Bow Wow. And then he said same thing with Jordana Brewster. He's like, well, we got her in at the end. We got her in at the end of yeah. the car. And it's kind of so, leading into her being in the car for yeah. the Fast Five, which uh, is great. Yeah. And again, she she's the character of those main four. She's the character who ends up being maybe the least impactful, and especially sure, yeah. especially when it comes to the action action right. sequences. Right. No, absolutely. Um. But again, there is, you know, there's reasons why she's not in action sequences in the fifth one yeah. as much. And going forward, as we know, because we know what happens and we know where their characters go. Sure. If you catch my drift. Yes. Um, she's pregnant. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, I just, the, 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 the disappointment of like poor Jordan and Brewster and poor Bow Wow. They poor just want to drive these cars. Never thought I'd say it. Poor Bow Wow. <laughs> so let's talk connectivity. How does this set the tone and fit in with the franchise as a whole? <laughs> I think this is the easiest this... one to answer of the of the th- four movies so far. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's... like Again, we, I don't mean to keep harping on it, but this movie does kind of feel like it is a new beginning. It does kind of feel yep. like here they are hitting a little bit of the reboot button. Yeah. But what it does, obviously does is... I mentioned is the connectivity is... Justin Lin is making choices to connect all three of these he movies. He connects all three of the movies and... He does it well. I, I, we keep talking about how the tone's a little bit darker this movie, but it's necessary. Again, yeah. I, I keep using that word a lot, so no, I yeah, keep but, harping, but it, it is necessary, and yeah, it, it just it 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 fits. Yeah. The, for, well, the big connect, the big connection is 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 the characters, right? Yeah. It's it's Brian, it's Tom, it's Letty, it's Mia, and it's Han, right? Yeah. The characters that we've already seen coming back yep. and being in, in here. That's yes. the big connect That's connection. It. And that, that's really kind of, yeah, as far as they go, as well as, again, hint, uh, Han hinting at you know, going to Tokyo and, and kind of winking at the audience of what's going to happen there. Like when he goes, maybe I'm going to go see what they're doing in Tokyo. I'm like, don't do it, Han. Yeah, Don't yeah. go to Tokyo. <laughs> don't go to Tokyo. Nothing good's going to happen in Tokyo um, to you. 
But do you feel that this is a worthy continuation of this franchise? Does yes. this deserve to be here? Yes. Um, because after you come off Tokyo Drift, and you know, I imagine like you were kind of saying the studio was a little weary about doing this movie. They were like, is this even going to be successful? And to come out with this, even though it's not the strongest story, yeah, it is. Because I want to see... I want to see Brian accept himself. I want to see Vin Diesel make these choices and be a better person. And and in a way, kind of like come to terms with himself yep. and realize, oh, I've kind of been kind of been a bad person in a way. Like I've been running a lot. I need to stop running because he's, a lot of people are getting hurt because of me. He's thinking about like, he thinks he's being selfless, but he's also being selfish. He thinks he's being selfless, but yeah. Right. But he, he th- like him... Him leaving Letty thinking, I'm making the right choice because I don't want her to be involved in this. Right. Well, not only that she dies, but like just the impact that that had on her. Yeah. On her that, you know, he has to leave her and kind of, you know, that upset her and and the lengths that she would go to just kind of get back with Mm -hmm. him and to be reunited with him. Yeah. I think he's realizing like, I think I'm doing what's best for everybody, but what's actually best for everybody is if maybe I just accept my actions and my consequences and just move on from there. Yeah. So. And yeah. Yes. That's what I'm going to say. And it, it is a worthy continuation. And, like you said, and it sets up for Fast Five. And that's what's really important here. It's, it's, the, bridge, it's the bridge movie. It's the bridge it's, movie. You know, it is necessary to set up the rest of the movies. And you, you have to bring back Brian and Dom together with a new and fresh dynamic. Yep. And also, just, just to go off of that a little bit. I was a little disappointed at the initial reunion of Brian and Dom. Because they just kind of... He runs in and Dom's got the guy out the window. And he's like... Uh, uh, O'Connor, you shouldn't have come here or whatever. And it's like, I kind of wanted to mean a little bit more. Like, he's not even looking at him when it's happening and stuff. He's still angry with him, though. Yeah, but no, and I get that. He lied to him. I, I get that. Uh, no, I, I don't expect them to, like, hug each other. But, like, <laughs> I thought, like, the tension didn't play up as well. Like, I thought that that tension, like, works better, like, when they're in the club or whatever it is. And right. he's in, and they're drinking the Coronas, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, And, you know, he's like... What's stopping me? What's stopping me from telling everybody in this club you're a cop? Same thing that stopped me from telling everybody why you're really here. Like I thought yeah. that scene worked a little bit better. And then when they're sitting with Compost, aka Braga, and he's talking, do you guys know each other? And he's like, yes. oh, I don't know, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like my sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that yeah. whole that, that whole scene I thought worked better. Like I was like, that's what I want to see. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's the tension you want. Yeah. We can talk about some of the fun facts, quote-unquote, and the casting. Again, I don't have much. We mentioned my one casting fact. This is Gal Gadot's film debut, and we talked about how Vin Diesel wanted to make these four and five back-to-back. Again, Vin Diesel directed a 20-minute short film called Lost Bendelores that is set before the film that introduces new characters such as Leo and Santos and establishes Dom's friendship with Han. Composer Brian Tyler had three days to record the score. Whoa. Because they moved the movie up. It was going to be released, I think, in May, and it got released in April, so they had three days to do it. Oh, my God. Can you imagine just being thrown a movie and go, okay, make the score. Uh, Okay, how much time do I have? You got three days. I think I don't... Get on it, Brian. This doesn't... um, The score doesn't stand out to me, but that's probably a good thing. That's probably a good thing. So, for three days, he did a good job. Yeah, I mean, he got it out there. David Ayer did some uncredited rewrites on the script. Mm, that's interesting. Um, so he's not credited. Another guy, another guy who's been around a lot writing. Yeah, well, he he worked on the first one. Yeah. So then they bring him back for this yeah, one a little interesting. bit. This film retconned the timeline of the franchise, bringing Han back to life and setting the next three films before Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Coronas are back. 
Coronas are back. That's the big one. That's the big one. Yeah. Around 240 cars were built for the film. Wow. Again, I don't know much about cars, and I don't want to, like, get this wrong. (laughs) They were like, you know, if they were making uh, cars for, like, a race sequence, the shell of the car might not have necessarily matched the insides. So, like, if they were supposed to be this type of car, it uh, might not have had the correct engine. Like, they were just kind of, like, making it work. Right. They didn't worry about making authentic cars and stuff like that. Right, right. Justin Lin held open casting calls for cars. So he, he did like auditions for cars. <laughs> Could you imagine? He's just sitting in the chair and he goes, um, rev for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I guess he just had like almost like meetups kind of. Sure. Or like car shows almost, I think. And like these people just kind of like, or they met right. with people. Car collectors. Yeah. And they, these, we have these cars and whatever right, people right. who were willing to uh, loan them for the movie. Probably got together with uh, Seinfeld quite a bit. <laughs> Car guy, what if that was credited car car associate or Jerry Seinfeld? Jerry Seinfeld and uh, Brian was originally going to be a convict locked up in prison at the beginning of the movie. I'm glad they went with the FBI story. Um, I think that works better. So I saw that online that they said that, but when I looked when I listened to the commentary, he does mention that, but he says like that was the he says it was the only like change they had in the movie, Mm -hmm. and that they they scrapped it like three days before they shot. Which makes me think that he was in there as like an undercover agent and not right. not an inmate. Right. Like right. maybe it was going to be a swap, like a fake out that he you think he's arrested, but, but he's he's, not. he's actually part of the FBI. It's kind Co- of like it basically what they it's the, first the first movie. One. Again. Yeah. yeah, it's the first movie. Again. So I'm glad they just had him as the FBI. Yeah, agent. I like his intro. Like you said, he just grew right into yeah. the chase sequence and stuff. So, and then future of the franchise. You know, we we don't really have to go on this too much. Should there be slash have been a sequel to this? Did this deserve a sequel? Uh, again, yes. Um, when you end with this movie with them all back together and them racing against the bus to get the diesel, you want more. Yeah. You go, oh, I want, the, I want to see I, what happens. I got to see that. I got to yeah. see what happens now. So yeah, absolutely. And then you just answered it. What do you want to see in the future? You kind of want to see the continuation. I want to see of the that. team. I yeah. want to see the team get together. Yeah. I want to see some vaults being pulled down the street. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah, absolutely. This, this is a, a, one of those movies, especially because we're going into Fast Five. I don't think you really change. You, you don't change the direction of no. this. Uh, what what they end up doing, wanting to bring back everybody, all these supporting characters from the movies. We're getting characters from the second one, the third one, the fourth one, yep. uh, and putting them in on this team, I think is great. Yes. And the, the first one, because don't forget who's back at, next week. Our boy Vince is back in Fast Five. Yeah, so. I'm excited to see where he uh, where he's been. Because this is the only <laughs> other movie he's in. Yes. Fast Five, yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm interested to see where his character is. Because I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm really curious to see where he uh, has ended up. Yeah. But yeah, that's what you do with it. That You bring those characters back. Mia, Dom, Brian, now they're convicts, they're felons, they're right. wanted criminals. Let's see him go. Right. Uh, and then, you know, we usually, again, we usually ask, what franchise story would you want to add to this? I think, you know, that ain't questions answered because in the next movie. You add The Rock. They bring in The Rock. They bring in Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's who you do it. Yeah. It was a great choice. But, I would actually say so. maybe Fast Five is the movie where he started to become what he is now. This really revitalized his career. Yeah, it was really, really good for him. Yeah. He, in many ways, lucked out because he was... Star, like he did all the Disney movies for a really long time. Yeah, he was doing um, like the Tooth Fairy yeah, and stuff like the, that. Yeah, and the yeah. game plan and stuff and Race to Witch Mountain. And yeah. like they, you know, they were making some money. And I'm sure, you know, he was successful and whatever. I'm sure he was making a lot of money. Oh, I'm sure. But 
it wasn't, I don't think they were really hitting with audiences and yeah. he was kind of becoming a joke, right? Yeah. He was becoming, you know, we look at wrestlers who transition into, I mean, that's a whole thing on its own. Wrestlers becoming actors. Yeah. You know, you look at Hulk Hogan and his movies are <sighs> horrible. Yeah. Absolutely. Horrible abomination Awful. movies. Right. right. I mean, I had a, I had a good time with Mr. Nanny. That's a wild movie, but like these like weird, like comedy slash action movies that really don't work. Stone Cold kind of broken acting a little bit. Yeah, it was, it was strictly action movies. Action movies didn't really work. Now, I heard that's a different case that he really didn't want to be an actor, but I guess like somebody said, I don't know, a wrestler apparently said, I read this recently, uh, the reason why they keep, like a lot of wrestlers do these act these movies, uh-huh. especially ones that aren't great, is because when you get a SAG card and you can make like, you can get SAG credits or whatever, their health benefits are really, are real, well, they're yeah, really good because really they don't have health benefits right. as a wrestler, right. so they kind of do it for the health benefits. I got knee problems, I got neck problems, I need surgery. Right. Let's go in here and do it. So that might explain that as well. Unfortunately, that's a whole other conversation whole again. Other, I, um, I, I mean, but yeah, adding The Rock, this revitalized his career, got him out of this he, kind of rut. He was of, like a joke when it came yeah, to movies. He, kind of, he got out. Know. He got out of this rut of doing Disney movies and kind of action movies. Like yeah, I know, right, not great action movies. Right before this, he made it did a movie called Faster, and I think that was right that started the kind of like people were like, oh, it's a pretty good movie. It's a pretty yeah. good action movie. I have not seen it. Right. Um, but people started to talk about him a little bit more in a positive light as an actor. Yeah. He br- comes in here. He got jacked for this movie. And that's when he, like, we see him now. He's huge. Yeah. Fast Five, when he became huge. I was wow. l- looking it up. He blew up for this movie. Wow. He, got, he put on all his he muscle. And he stayed there. And he yeah. stayed there. Because now we've seen, I mean, you know, regardless of how you feel about the guy, I mean, he is one of the biggest franchise actors of the 2010s. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. And we'll probably continue that into the 2020s so, with the way he's going. Yeah, and we'll talk about more about him next week. Sure. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, you know, gush yes, about yes, him too yes, much. Yes, you know, yes. gush about him too I much. Agree, but, I agree. but uh, he's a great choice for this franchise. Absolutely. That's where you go, and 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 this supporting cast as yes. well. So, although you mentioned uh, in in the first episode for the Fast and the Furious. That you would have liked to see Harrison Ford as like police chief. He would have been great he as the FBI in this movie. Absolutely, as the FBI head, he would have been great. Are you kidding me? He would have been fantastic. <laughs> like as like that father figure FBI guy. Oh my god, he would have killed it. Absolutely. <laughs> this is the movie you bring Harrison Ford in. And it's a would, little tiny role. He might have done it. It's I a little he, tiny role. If they paid him, he will do it. Yeah. 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 It, it's fun. So okay, now we can get into ranking these movies. We talked right. about this. Not 100% sure. I think we're in agreement. So let's start with the bottom because it's going to be the easiest, right? So we now have four movies. Number four. Too Fast, Too Furious. No doubt. For me. Right? Too Fast, Too Furious. So here's where we get, right? Right. We know that Fast and Furious, the fourth one, is not the first one, right? Yes. I I, I think we're in agreement. Number one is still the Fast and the Furious, right? Number one is still the first one. For me, the Fast and the Furious, the first one is still, yes. We're, We're in agreement there. So then that means... We got Tokyo Drift and we got Fast and Furious. Where do we put them? As much as I kind of found the story a little boring with this one, I think it is an overall better movie than Tokyo Drift. Yes. To me. I think it is a better movie overall. Because when we even when we were talking about Tokyo Drift, you know, we, we were like, oh, Han's the standout. And yeah, the drifting is really good. But like most of the characters aren't that interesting yes. in that movie. The story is probably worse in that movie than it is in this one. Mm-hmm. The whole Yakuza thing, you know, like that that story is worse than this one. Even though this one is boring at times and a lot of it, 
I think Fast and Furious is the better movie. Yeah. So I'm leaning towards Too Fast, Too Furious at four, Tokyo Drift as my third, mm-hmm. Fast and Furious four, yeah. two, and then The Fast and the Furious that's, one. That's what I got. Oh, nice. Yep. I didn't even. I did not even see that. Paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I that's what I got. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I agree with. The 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 fourth one, the third one, and the second one. They're probably going to stay around the bottom. I, you're not going to see. Up. You're not going to see any more movement as far as that's concerned. Maybe. Really. I mean, unless unless F nine really is bad. And I've heard mixed things <laughs> about it. I have too. But unless it's really bad. But I heard the people who really love this franchise, and I would say we're at the point that yes. we really love this franchise. We at might this like point. it more than most. The most, you know. My thing with this franchise, and and we can talk about this in other places at other times, and I've probably said this a lot. Yeah, is that. You just have to accept the ridiculousness, and when you once you've accepted the ridiculousness, and you you accept you you just you just keep going on right, yeah. and and they will continue to try to top each other right, yes. and I'm I'm for it. I don't care how ridiculous these goes or this goes right. Mm-hmm. I don't. We talked about in our own personal lives like rumors of like connecting this with like Jurassic Park. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Just do it. Why not? Why not? Why not? It what? doesn't. And we even said it does not have to be canon. It doesn't have to be that. <laughs> just do it for the sake of it. You know, just do a crazy fun movie for yeah. the sake of it, and like get get people in seats. Yeah. You know, that's like I, that is the most. That's probably the most popcorn experience you're ever gonna have. Yeah. It's like Godzilla versus Kong. You had a really great thing where you're like, I wanted to see the giant monkey fight the giant lizard, and, and that's I what got I got. That. And that's what I I want to see. That I want to see a giant dinosaur chase a car and like that's, i want to see tom toretto ride the car on the back of a dinosaur yeah i want to see him go right <laughs> off the top of a brontosaurus and just take off that's what i want and land on a pterodactyl and they fly for a little bit it'd be great <laughs> um i know people i've seen people discussing these movies and and when eight came out I remember when Eight came out i saw eight in theaters mm-hmm. i loved eight i there's i had a great time yeah, yeah. with it and again we'll talk about this more but eight I was excited. I knew people who loved it. I was excited to talk to people and, and look online. And a lot of people online and other places were like, oh, it was too ridiculous. I'm like, well, well wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're, we're eight in. We're eight in. Yeah. Okay. They're pulling safes in the next movie. Yeah. They're driving out of cars in seven. They're, dri- they're, they're, they're driving cars out of planes in seven. They're, ri- they're driving cars on buildings in six. Yeah. Or six or seven or whichever one it is. You cannot at eight say this is too ridiculous. Yeah. You've crossed that yeah. line. <laughs> the threshold okay? has been crossed. Like that's the only problem I have yes. with people. Like I don't, if you don't like these movies, these movies aren't for you. That's fine. I have no problem with that. Right. But if you're like, I love one and, and two and three and four and five and six, seven, but eight was too much. I'm like, no. Like, no. Y- you got to be on board. Like, once you, you that, that threshold has been crossed. Yeah. You're there. You know. You're there. And you're yeah. invested all the way at so, this point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me just check to see if I don't have any more um, little notes I want to talk about before we get into Los Spindolores. We can talk about that just briefly. There's two sequences that stand out to me as well. Or one's kind of a character. Let's talk for just a second about Dwight. You know what I'm talking about? Dwight. Which one he's, is Dwight? He's the guy in the crew, in Braga's crew, that Brian takes his spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so okay. Dwight du- says, you, whatever. Yeah, and then he's got yeah. the foot fetish. Yeah, he's got the foot fetish. And Brian bursts in with the FBI, and he just drops meth. It's just, he drops the meth, and they're just like, "That's not going to stick." And he's like, "No, that's the point." It's just like, "Are you kidding?" Yeah, yeah, that guy is. That was a wild scene. Like he's just like filming, and he's like watching. He's like kissing their feet, and you're just like, "Oh God." The guy who plays Dwight, you may know him more as a voice actor. 
sure. he voices Beast Boy in Teen Titans. Whoa, that's really cool. I didn't know that. So, that works then. Yeah. yeah, that whole like moving around and stuff that really works. Good for him. Uh, and the other thing is, um, so Dom gets sentenced to prison. Mm-hmm. He gets twenty five to life, right? Yeah. But the only really major crime that we're seeing Dom do, besides like. I mean, he obviously. So in this movie, he gets involved in the drug running business, yep. but there's an ultra, there's a, there's a motivation for that, right? Mm-hmm. But the only really big crime that we see Dom really do, besides a couple of the ones he talks about, is in the first one, where they're stealing DVD VCR combinations. <laughs> yes. So I like to think that Dom Toretto was getting life in prison because he stole some Panasonic, he stole some Panasonic DVD VCR <laughs> combinations. <laughs> That's. That's in a perfect world that that's probably happening. <laughs> I was like, is that a little 24 in the life? Is that a little harsh? It, it seemed a little harsh. Yeah, I did think it was a little harsh considering they hadn't done like any major heists yet or anything like no. that. And like, I was like, why is he getting 25 to life? Like, I didn't totally understand that, you know, especially since we hadn't gotten to these new films where like they're really pulling some big stuff yeah, here. There's yeah, some yeah. big jobs. And, you know, they're like putting them away. Uh, you know, I, there were, the Panasonic DVD VHS, they were out of stock for so long. 25 to life. Like, the judge is just, like, completely... I didn't get one because you stole get my... one because you stole one, Dom Toretto. 25 to life and bangs the gavel. Get out of my courtroom. Uh, absolutely. So, let's go into uh, Los Abendolores. Uh Release date, July 28th, 2009. Was, like, I guess it was when it was... I don't know where it was aired or released... Uh, Vin Diesel's house. <laughs> Maybe festivals. <laughs> uh, it was directed by Vin Diesel. So when I saw it, I saw a co-written by Vin Diesel, but I couldn't find the co-writer's name. Yeah. So I just wrote it written by Vin Diesel. The co-writer is in the credits when you watch it. Okay. Vimeo. But um, when you look this up and you look up like writer Los Mandalores, it just credits Vin Diesel. Yeah. He so. pre- yeah. He probably made sure that, that was. <laughs> no, I don't think he did. I don't, I don't think, think he, he did, did but, either. Um, he, he is in the credits though. It does say co-written by. Gotcha. I don't remember the guy, but he is in. I didn't pay attention. to Yeah, him. I didn't either. Uh, starring Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto, Michelle Rodriguez as Letty Ortiz, Sung Kong as Han Lu, and Tego Corderon and Don Omar as Leo and Santos. And there's a very brief synopsis. Dom Toretto, now residing in the Dominican Republic, begins to put together a crew to steal oil to help support those in need. Yeah. This is a 20-minute short film. It's on, uh, it was not on my DVD copy of this movie, but I believe it was on most most of them, or especially now, like the Blu-rays and it's stuff. It's probably on the Blu-rays yeah, and, all and that. stuff. Yeah, I um, imagine. Yeah. Vin Diesel uh, got some money. They don't, like, you can't find a budget or anything anywhere. Yeah. Got some money. Took a couple of these people, went down to the Dominican Republic, shot this movie. Uh, it does feel like he is trying to highlight this culture. Like he really, you know, he loves this culture yeah. and, 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 you know, he wants to highlight what's going on there and kind sure. of address issues. And it does feel a little like I don't know, political kind of like they talk about like, you know, not so people he, not yeah. having oil and, and needs yes. And, yes. and stuff like that. And. They kind of have to do like the Robin Hood method where they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of getting it. I wasn't sure if they were getting it to sell it or getting it to give to people. I yeah. wasn't, you know, but either way, it does focus more on Leo and Santos together. Or not together, but uh, they come together in this, you know, in this yep. movie. It does focus more on those characters. I would say that they're actually in it almost more than Vin Diesel at some points. It op- yeah. it, it opens, with, it opens uh, with them. With one of them. One of them in prison. Um, in prison. And, you know, Vin Diesel meets the other one. But it's it's very brief. It's kind of boring. Not I, a lot happens. I, I don't have a lot to say about this because it was really boring. Like I, I really was just like, 
Okay, so I, I, my theory was, and I spent this to you, was Vin Diesel was on vacation and he shot this on vacation. Like he was <laughs> on vacation in Dominican Republic and he said, send me a camera and if you guys want to come down, I'll shoot a quick thing with you guys. And he just like shot it on his vacation. Because I literally, I mean, I was watching it. I, I was like, okay, there's a lot of like, he's working on a car and then it talks about the gas and then there's a lot of like excess shots of the Dominican Republic, yeah, yeah, yeah. like like birds flying, and I'm and like, like, oh my not, god, like probably eighty five percent of this is in Dominican. Yeah, and and not that that's a problem. No, no, no. You know, it's 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 just very it, it drive. It's very slow, and I was bored, and I was like, okay. And it, it yeah. when you're used to Fast and Furious, you get to a, you, you want cars and you yeah. want some racing, and this, this is, is kind of like just. You know, it was kind of just what he was doing before this happened. And it was fine to, to, for that. But, like, even, you know, you're mentioning, like, even, like, um, Han in this. Han, he has nothing to do. He shows up yeah. at the airport and then he it's shows just up. just to show up why he's here. Why he's here. And then he shows up at the car and then they're eating and then that's it. And, you know, Michelle Rodriguez doesn't show up until, like, the last what, five minutes, five, five seven, seven minutes. minutes of this movie. And she shows up. Dom's in a club with women. Mm. She's like, oh, hey. And then the, you, you you also said this best. It's just them making out. for <laughs> Like, yeah. literally, the, it's just five The last, minutes like, two minutes out. is them on a beach making out. Yeah, making out. And so. then it finally gets to, you know, and she keeps pushing him about the job they're about to pull. And that's how she ends up on the job. Because she keeps, kind of, she found out about it. And she's like, what's the job? What's the job? What's the job? And that's what happens. I think that this... I, 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 it is a little boring. I, it's very boring. It, 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 no, it, it is boring. It is boring. But I do like, like, I like that this exists because I like little things like this. Yeah, that, yeah. That explain, like, you don't need it, like you said. Like, you understand when this movie opens what, you know, if they're just doing a heist or doing whatever. Right. You don't need this prelude. But I thought it was interesting just to see these people kind of come together, you know, who these new characters are. Right. Why these guys, you know, these guys are here. It's just, you know, it's ad, it's explaining why there's new members of the group, why Han's back, how he's back, right. you know, type of things like that. And we mentioned this when we did the Too Fast, Too Furious prelude or whatever for the second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is much better than that. Much better than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, there's actual dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, well, and it has a... A more of a budget has a little and, bit more of a budget. There's no uh, scene where Paul Walker's staring at a mirror, and then sees the final scene of the Fast and the Furious in the mirror, <laughs> and then leaves. <laughs> but I like that, like just kind of to see like why are these characters here. Like, you don't need to, there doesn't need to be one of these for every movie, right? But because there's there's such a change from where we were to where we are now, I think that that really does it does help for me. It helped a little bit to have the context yes. of what is going on. And it is boring. You're absolutely right. But this movie's kind of boring, so it, it fills the gap in, and that's what's important. Yeah. I mean, like I, I can understand why um, you would appreciate it. You know, I'm I'm glad I watched it. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm glad I watched it, but I'm not going to seek it out again. No, and you know what I mean. Like it's like well, I, I I'm just going to watch Fast and Furious because next time. we're doing this. I want to try to as much as we possibly can really engross ourselves yes. in this franchise. And if this existed, I didn't want to leave this out. Yeah, no, it's you fair know? and it it works. I mean, it's 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 interesting for like the Fast and Furious. I guess like completist. I I totally recommend watching mm-hmm. it. And I think we should put out there, too, that um, finding it, it's on Vimeo. You yes. can find on Vimeo, unless you mm-hmm. have the DVD or Blu-ray that has it on there. 
if you want to watch it online. It's on Vimeo, just so people know where it is. Yeah, it's on Vimeo. It's on, uh, it's on a couple of different places, I think. It's everywhere, um, but yeah. for, not YouTube. For no, no, not enough, YouTube, But, like, no. Vimeo. I watched it on Vimeo. I know you did as well, but... Yeah. You know, you can find it in those places. Yeah. You just Google it and it's fine. And, and I mean, it's nothing. Vin Diesel directed it. You know, it's really not much. Like you said, it felt like he took a camera on his vacation and just kind of yes, whatever. But yes. I think that, um, if I'm remembering correctly, that this may actually like play a little bit into some of the movies later. Um, mm. and, or at least they reference Dom and Letty's time in the Dominican Republic later in the movies. Right. And it was, it's so short in the fourth movie that like, I think this helps kind of pad that out a little right, bit. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun, and we're not going to rank this just like the just like the um the the the, the prelude for Two Fast Two Furious. We're not going to rank this turbocharged turbocharged prelude <laughs> for Two Fast Two Furious. The proper name. We're not going to rank this. We can rank those. This is better than that. And we'll, sure. we'll rank I mean, the short I'm not, films. I'm not even going to rank. It. That's why. <laughs> if you want to hold that rank and you go for it, I will not be doing. But, that. but we're not going to rank this with the other movies. It's not fair. You know, it's it's whatever. It 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 exists. It's a, it, exists. It, it exists. It's a thing. Yes. You know, and if you really feel like you need to, and you know, really get involved in this in this franchise and really see everything, seek it out. Yeah. So. Okay, any other closing comments or anything you want to say? Or? Uh, I'm excited for Fast Five next week. I can't wait. We're getting more Coronas. We're getting more Rock. We're getting more Han. I'm very, very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. And we're this, gonna... is, this is like, I, we're, I'll just say it. Like We've been looking forward to this one for a, a, quite a bit. Yeah. Because we've seen this one. You know, We've kind of mentioned that numerous times. We did see this one. And I'm very excited because next week, I do want to touch on our theater experience yeah, yeah. with this movie. Yeah. Because... Boy, was it fun. But, um, yeah, I'm very excited for Fast Five. Can't wait to watch we're it. We're at the halfway point. We're at I the can't halfway believe it. Point. It's really exciting. Yeah, so. we're going to be hitting the halfway point of this franchise, which is also really wild to think about. But, yeah, yeah no, that's really All what right. I want to close with. I'm excited to do Fast Five next week. All right. Well, that'll bring us to a close. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Tony, as always. And you can share your thoughts with us on Twitter at FranchiseMePod, and you can email us at FranchiseMePod at gmail.com. Thanks again, everyone, and join us next week as we continue the Fast and Furious franchise as we shift into overdrive and discuss the midpoint of the franchise so far with Fast Five. Goodbye.